0: Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi there, Wellness Wednesday listeners. This is Helen Gwynn, CEO of 3W Medical for Women, your host for the Wellness Wednesday with 3W podcast. Today we have Lauren. Hello, everyone. Our operational manager. She's filled in for me before when I was sick, and she's ran her own podcast episodes before, so a familiar voice on our podcast. Hi, guys. And the
1: reason I'm on here today is because I'm the femme Teacher. Yes. Here, I'm a certified femme teacher. She is. So I do operations here, you know, all the boring HR, (laughs) dumb stuff. No joking. But this is going to be our fun topic about reproductive health and my femme background.
0: Yes. And it's all about debunking reproductive health myths. Yes. And Lauren is going to quiz me. These are candid questions. So I know nothing. Helen knows nothing. I am a blank
1: template. <laughs> yes. This will be a fun idea to quiz Helen as a CEO of 3 Medical for Women. Oh, gosh. How well do you know reproductive myths? Oh gosh. And let's debunk them together. Yes. And if you know the answer, Helen, you can explain it to them, too. I'm happy to share the
0: spotlight. <sighs> But just a disclaimer: I'm not a medical
1: professional. <laughs> I'm not a medical professional either. Okay. However, I am a fem-certified yes teacher. Y- you're much more knowledgeable, so I than do me. have a little bit of knowledge, but just a certification. We don't have any MDRN, yes. P behind our no, name.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> and this is one of the leadership 101 folks. Just a side note that you surround yourself with much smarter people. Yes, you do. <laughs> Okay, Lauren, what is your first question for me? And it's true or false, right? It's true or false. Okay. Does taking a shower or douching, do you know what douching is?
1: Yeah. Okay. Does
0: taking a shower or douching after sex prevent pregnancy? Does taking a shower after sex or douching after sex it does not. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. We have <gasps> oh a winner. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Number
1: one is then. And that's true because it does take sperm about seconds to get into the cervix because mm-hmm. that's where the penis is close to when it ejaculates. ejaculates. And minutes to get to the fallopian tube. So even if you showered, it may discard the semen, but the sperms are still there. Let's define What semen or seminal fluid versus sperm are? Do you know what the difference is? I don't. So seminal fluid is all encompassing what comes out of the penis. Okay. The sperm is the microscopic little buggers (laughs) that swim to the egg to create pregnancy. Okay. If a man can ejaculate, Mm -hmm. can he get someone pregnant always? True or false? He cannot always get someone pregnant. Ding ding ding! Another one's correct. Oh my gosh! That is because seminal fluid and sperm do not always go hand in hand. There are men who struggle with infertility that have a low sperm count, mm-hmm. so they can have maybe a few sperms, but the sperms aren't getting to where yeah, they need to go. They're weak. Right? They're weak. They don't have a bad tail. They can have a. Oh. They can be swimming in circles. You oh, know, there's lost sperm. Yes, there are healthy sperm know where they're going to the egg and they're quick and their tail is not doubled or Mm. tripled Mm -hmm. because those can cause chromosomal abnormalities. So just because someone can ejaculate does not mean they can get someone
0: pregnant. I mean, most men can, but
1: um, some cannot.
0: Does a factor with infertility in men also factors in low numbers of sperm?
1: Yes. So that that can be influenced by alcohol, smoking, Mm. bad diet. All those things can impact sperm health and low numbers of sperm. I didn't know about the alcohol. I knew about mm-hmm. the smoking and Yeah, I mean, lifestyle factors does play into it. So, you know, they do studies on things. It says do not drink in excessive is usually what it says. But, yeah. you know, what defines that? So right. generally having a balanced, healthy diet, but mm-hmm. especially, yeah, tobacco is no good for those sperms. Very
0: good. Very good to know.
1: You're two for two. Very impressed. Oh, and Lauren's keeping score. Oh, yeah, <laughs> At the end, we're going to see out of how many she got right. Okay, our next question is, Does having sex in the pool prevent pregnancy? True or false? And this could be any body of water. That could be lake,
0: hot tub, ocean. Ooh, a hot tub. I think it is false because the water's not going inside of you. It's outside. It can't prevent anything. True.
1: Ding, ding, ding. We have third one correct. Maybe I do know more about reproductive health than I thought. (laughs) So yes, any time you introduce egg and sperm, really, Mm -hmm. you are going to be at risk for pregnancy.
0: Yeah. That's the dice you roll. Exactly. When you have sex.
1: And yeah. yes, when you really get down to the nitty-gritty, mm-hmm. if you're tracking ovulation, there's only a few days that you're fertile and only one day really where an egg is viable. Right. However, a lot of people have a- accidental pregnancies. You Surprise. know surprises. And the pool, if you're ovulating, chances are that the sperm will find its way because if you think about it just because there's water there the sperm have the semen Mm -hmm. the seminal fluid to act as a transport to get through the cervix and into the fallopian tubes just like the cervical mucus we produce during ovulation Mm -hmm. it actually mimics seminal fluid right because it's acting as a slide into the water have sex you can still get pregnant wow very fun the chlorine does nothing the chlorine might lower chances. I mean, you know, chemicals, probably not yeah. good for yeah, the, not getting, good, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. the motion, yeah. you know, probably not good. Yeah. However, don't test it. If you are preventing pregnancy, Yeah, just no condo, you know, you're not unprotected sex in the pool. Not going to guarantee you're not going to conceive a child. Yeah. Okay. Our next question. Okay. Oral sex mm-hmm. is not a safe, quote unquote, safe version of sex. Safe meaning, well, you can interpret that. I'll
0: explain more. Okay. It's not a safe. Okay. Well, when I think about that question or a statement, I think you can still get STIs in your throat. So it is not a safe method of sex.
1: Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Another one. We're at four now. So yes, that question is true. Well, oral sex is not considered a safe version of sex because people can get STIs in their throat, in their mm-hmm. mouth. We see a lot of men who, usually older men, were finding that they're getting a version of HPV mm. in their throat. Mm-hmm. So it's throat cancer, and mm. dentists are actually finding it, but it looks the exact same to cervical cancer because men do oral sex, get the HPV virus in their mouth, can cause throat cancer. Wow. Same with chlamydia. We can, at 3W, we can do throat swabs. We yeah. do different swabs for different areas. We want to identify where it's coming from, but you can get chlamydia, gonorrhea, STDs in mm. the mouth. Mm-hmm. Good job. You are
0: four for four right
1: now. Whoop, whoop. I have been
0: paying attention when the medical staff speaks. There we go.
1: There we <laughs> so go. So there you go. Yeah. My next
0: question is we're switching up
1: a little bit. Okay. Getting your period, so bleeding, Okay. when you're on the pill okay. is a true period. They take the sugar pill. They mm-hmm. bleed women bleed, Mm -hmm. are they getting a real menstruation, real period, menstrual period? Yes. That is incorrect. (gasps) When a woman bleeds during the pill, it is because the body is not getting the synthetic hormone that it gets every three weeks of the month. They created this, the people that invented the pill, to, to make sure people weren't pregnant to give mm-hmm. them confirmation. So if they don't bleed, chances are a pregnancy may have occurred. They may have ovulated. Uh-huh. But what is happening in a cycle? Uh-huh. We're seeing rises of estrogen and progesterone that's building up the uterine lining. Yes. The pill is preventing that from happening. So there's so, nothing building up. So there's up. nothing building up. It's <sighs> just going to do a synthetic kind of withdrawal bleed from not getting the hormones on other times. So what is the, <clears throat> where is the blood coming from if it's the, not the from the ut- lining? The uterine lining is building up a little bit. But not mm-hmm. enough. But not. Menstruation is telling us that we mm-hmm. ovulated mm-hmm. because estrogen rose and progesterone rose. Yes. When those things do not rise, you're not getting a true menstruation. You're getting withdrawal bleed from not getting the synthetic hormones you got from the rest of the cycle. So it's mimicking your body being, you know, keeping the hormones level and not having rise and fall. When we say, when doctors say, we're going to regulate your period by getting on birth control. What you're doing is taking away what the rise and fall is. Yeah, it's regulating. It's taking it away. I mean, that's what it's doing.
0: It's regulating (laughs) it in a... False in a false way, false way, because oh. the, uh, many women get off of it. They're right back to where they started, yeah,
1: you know, they're right yeah, back yeah, yeah. to painful periods. Mm-hmm. They're not getting to the root cause, which we like to do at three w is mm-hmm. really look for the root cause and not just it's more of a band-aid. it is so yeah, women might feel, oh my gosh, I feel great. i'm not I'm not having those intense cramps. Mm-hmm. There might be other side effects they're experiencing.. Correct. But what's happening is why they might feel, different or better mm-hmm, is because mm-hmm. they're not having the rise and fall and because mm-hmm. their um, uterus is not having to contract and really shed that thick lining that's built up mm-hmm. is because it's not having to contract and cramps yeah. are usually you know uterine contractions right. to try to shed
0: the lining shed the lining yeah and we're
1: not uh, getting that yeah your period's gonna be great and light because you're not actually actually having up.
0: a period yeah that is so interesting I love that fact I really I thought I was gonna get
1: you there and I <laughs> Awesome. Okay, true or false? Okay. Certain sex positions improve the odds of pregnancy. True. False. <gasps> what? There's no evidence to support this one, you know. There's wives' tales. There's wives' tales of like you can conceive a certain gender. gender. Mm-hmm. But ejaculated sperm, again, mm-hmm. find the cervix within seconds and the fallopian tubes within minutes. So no position really can affect that. Uh-huh. If the penis is up there and the sperm is close... It's getting to the fallopian tubes. Okay. Which way you are doesn't really yeah. change a lot because what direction? Yeah, because the okay. sperm and the and the seminal fluid are acting mm-hmm. against gravity to get in there, mm-hmm. and then they start swimming and they do their thing. Yeah. No, that does not. That oh. was another one. So we're now no uh, listening to wives' tales, huh? Yes. No, let's listen to the medical facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, uh, this is a good one. Kind of a trick question.
0: Oh gosh. Okay.
1: Infertility is always
0: fixable. Well, with someone that deals with infertility. <laughs> uh it is not always fixable. There are approaches to increasing fertility, but it's not like a one like a surgical thing that you can come in and like fix. Good. I mean, I that's kind of what I was going to say. It's okay. true and false. You know, okay. yeah.
1: um, most couples experienced infertility will get pregnant eventually by whatever route they take. There's some routes that people don't want to take. So maybe their chances might be lower. But mm-hmm. a lot of women or couples who experience mm-hmm. infertility will get pregnant eventually. But that doesn't mean all of them will, mm-hmm. especially there are people with, you know, men with zero sperm. Mm-hmm. So unless they get a sperm donor, mm-hmm. they're not going to get pregnant. But. If they go through IVF, they use a sperm donor, they Mm -hmm. do the turkey baster method, whatever they do, IUI, Yeah, Yeah. potentially they might get pregnant. It depends on what routes they take Mm -hmm. and what conditions they have. Mm -hmm. So that was good. Okay. When someone is taking the pill, they cannot contract an STI. This one's pretty easy. Mm, That is false. True. I mean, yes, false, but (laughs) ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Yeah. Great. So there needs to be a barrier to prevent STIs. Bouncing off that one. You can only transmit an STI when you have symptoms. False. Again, good job. There are some STIs that show no symptoms. Chlamydia, for example, a very common one to get. Some people experience it Some people don't. Some people have it for a year and they don't know because they're like, oh, no symptoms, don't need to get tested. Our providers always recommend in between every partner. Every new partner. To test for chlamydia and gonorrhea. It's Mm -hmm. a really easy Mm -hmm. test. Mm -hmm. At 3W, you just do a swab of the vagina. Right. And at 3W, it's inexpensive. 19 bucks, people. It's cheaper than a lunch and a drink. Not over at 3W. Our lab fees have not changed since we've opened. Correct. And I'm very proud of that. This one is great. The pull-out method prevents pregnancy and prevents STIs. You can, uh, you can break that one up. What do you think? Pull-out method does not prevent pregnancy. True. It can lower people's chances. So this is a fun fact I learned just a few weeks ago. Some men, it's either yes or no for men. Yeah. Some men have sperm in their pre-ejaculation, mm-hmm. pre-cum. hmm mm-hmm. And some men don't. Mm. The only way you can find out is if you get the pre-cum under a microscope. Mm-hmm. So if you're having sexy time and you really want to know if your man has pre-cum, pull out the microscope. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, so it's interesting because some people say, well, you know, you can still get pregnant because yeah. pre-ejaculatory fluids can yes. contain sperm. But some men don't. So your mm-hmm. chances are going to be lower for pregnancy. But... What I also learned, something called a perfect withdrawal. Have you heard of what a perfect withdrawal is? <laughs> no. What's an imperfect withdrawal? Oh, is perfect, what I was, so this gets a little funky, but an imperfect withdrawal, if somebody is going to ejaculate mm-hmm. and they pull out right when they're going to, probably not a perfect withdrawal. And sperm a lot of times have gotten into the area. Gone. Yeah. There needs to be external stimulation to call it a perfect withdrawal, meaning no sperm, oh. no no semen yeah. was in the vagina.
0: Right. So, which is impossible it, if you're not using any type of barrier method, exactly, and just using the pull-out method. Chances
1: so. might be a little lower during mm-hmm. the pull-out method. Yes, again, still can get pregnant. Right. What about mm-hmm. preventing STI? You know, if you're pulling right before the the ejaculatory fluids, what do you think? False. Again, you can still get STIs. Yes, you can. So any yes. general contact, just because someone doesn't, you know, finish inside you, yeah. does not mean you are not going to get an STI. It's mm-hmm. it's. It can be all on the penis, all in the vagina, mm-hmm. and it can be passed back and forth. Right. Another fun fact is if two partners have an STI and they do not wait the necessary time in between their treatment, they have sex before their treatment is done, they can keep passing it back and forth mm-hmm. a million times. Not mm-hmm. a million times, but you know, like yes. they're supposed to wait about a week between sexual intercourse or sexual acts to make sure the treatment worked. But if they start that before, let's say one person got mm-hmm. treated and they're good, mm-hmm. one person didn't. It can just keep getting passed back and forth. Right. So, right. And STIs
0: good. are usually treated with and
1: antibiotics? Yes. That's what our providers usually do. See. Some need injections. injection. So think about that next time you're mm. going to have sex with someone you don't know their STD status. Mm-hmm. Because we have people who have had to come in for a really painful – the type of medicine burns is what Annabelle tells me. Oh, and people no. are – crying a lot of times we've gotten a smaller needle so it's not hurting as much but the actual medicine really burns yeah. and we've had people had to come back because it's like it didn't work and then they've to get an injection again oh, so if no. you don't like needles get tested yeah to make sure just you're having safe sex yeah be prudent yes be smart be smart ask questions and get answers real answers yeah yeah, yeah. don't let them lie to you um yeah i just got tested last week
0: i think people should walk around with their STI results. Yes. Yeah. Give them. I, I want to see it on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just being responsible.
1: I think it is too. Yeah. Okay. We're doing good, people. Okay. Another one I have. Infertility is typically the man's fault. False. Whose fault is it, Helen? It could be both. Yes. It um, be um, study way. from it's the fair. National Infertility NIH. I'll link the source I have. One third of infertility cases are caused by males. Mm-hmm. One third are caused by women, and mm-hmm. one third are caused by both partners having mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. So it's not one person's fault; it's mostly everyone's yeah. fault. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean,
1: in in certain relationships, it can be it can sometimes fall on the one person. Yeah, when you're looking at infertility as a broad sense, mm-hmm. it does not fall on one person, and it's not right. just the woman's fault. right I think we hear more about women infertility. I do at least. Mm-hmm. I work with more women with them and things like that, but mm-hmm. male sperm issues are real common and real. And I think that can be sometimes harder to deal with in the relationship because there's a lot of treatment for women to Mm -hmm. ovulate, to do the endometriosis surgeries to Mm -hmm. help Prevent mm-hmm. scarring, medicines for PCOS. Mm-hmm. Men with sperm, low sperm count, it's really hard That's, to fix. There's not as much intervention besides getting a donor that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So a lot of men struggle with that, and we don't really see that as much because women share a lot more, I feel like, and are like yeah. in communities about trying to conceive. And I don't think yeah. men are really a part of that as much. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. Couples should always try for at least a year before seeing an OBGYN.
0: I think that depends. I think that that really depends on if you see some obvious yeah. red flags before the year, right? Or if you see nothing, right? You know, in my case, there were no red flags from me and my husband for right. years. Because like you two had three years. you were ovulating every month. Yeah, I was. I'm very regular with yeah. my period, so yeah. there was just no reason for me to go. I just thought, oh, you know, it'll happen when it happens, right. and then three years go by, and then I'm like, oh gosh. You might need to go to the doctors. (laughs) No, totally. Well, infertility from the
1: doctor's standpoint is defined by one year of unprotected sex. Mm -hmm. So that's how we define it. But that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean we need to wait a year. I think a big thing too is our symptoms that we experience and if we're not ovulating, if we're not seeing these things, Mm -hmm. it can be a sign of our overall health also. Mm -hmm. What I always say in my fem classes is fertility and our hormones, our reproductive hormones specifically, impact our overall health. And I have this beautiful chart that goes over how estrogen and progesterone in influence our brain function, our Mm -hmm. bone maintenance, our Mm -hmm. breast tissue. And if those things are inhibited or there's issues in those rising, those can Mm -hmm. cause health issues. Mm -hmm. Sometimes OBJONs want to see, oh, have you been, you know, having unprotected sex for a year? But I think for our overall health, advocating for yourself, taking the data you have and going to a provider is really, really important for your long-term health as well as your fertility, especially if you as a woman are noticing these things you know yeah.
0: well just being in tune with your fertility overall regardless yeah. of if you want to get pregnant or avoiding oh, yeah. pregnancy it's just good because it impacts like you so said much. everything mm-hmm. it impacts your whole body and that's one of our specialties yes and with me yeah with Lauren as our fem instructor so if you have questions about that please feel free to book an appointment with yes. Lauren
1: I can do a free consult we can just talk about what you're looking for how Femme can assist you mm-hmm. I before I got married Used Fem to track mm-hmm. my fertility, and I loved it. And mm-hmm. I still get so excited when I can confirm my ovulation. Mm-hmm. There's this like, and I was talking to another Fem patient of mine who finally was able to confirm her ovulation with LH test strips and her, and her cervical mucus, mm-hmm. and she was like, "It was so exciting." <laughs> I was just like, so, "I'm like, I know," and it doesn't go away. I yeah. promise you, it's so fun to know what's yeah. happening, especially when now I'll be like, "I feel like I'm an ovulate." And then, like based on some things, but just like I have this feeling, yeah, in my body, yeah. And then I'll I'll know it, and yeah. I still get so excited. I also just love this stuff, so it's easy for me to get excited, yeah. But it's just a really empowering thing, yeah. And I think a big thing, speaking about infertility, when you can go to your provider and give them years or mm-hmm. a year or six months worth of everyday observations, that is mm-hmm. so powerful. That is blood work is one day. Mm-hmm. Your a doctor's appointment's one day. Your mm-hmm. ultrasound's one day. I've been tracking you for like 24 cycles. Mm-hmm. And if I had an issue, I could be like, hey, these are my patterns. This is yeah. the issues. And speaking to patterns, fertility stuff is so big on patterns. If we have two cycles where something is the same and we're seeing, okay, I'm having really heavy bleeding or I'm having really painful periods. Mm-hmm. And it lasts over two cycles mm-hmm. continuously. Fem wants to refer to the medical management side of things because- that is a pattern. Yeah. Especially three cycles, then it's really getting towards yeah. a pattern. So. Well, your
0: body's constantly trying to tell you something. Exactly. And wouldn't you want to know? Yeah. Pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. Don't hit block. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that goes back to the pill of like, that is what you're doing. Yeah. Is it you're inhib- cutting off that circuit of communication right. to your body. Right, 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 You're saying, okay, this is hurts. And, and we get it. Yeah, I mean Helen can speak to it. Oh gosh, I've had painful periods. I'm sure it was really uh, convenient to be like, okay, a pill could cause me to stop hurting. Right. If you're so, I mean, debilitating mm-hmm. cramps, mm-hmm. feeling so, you know, in pain, oh, we yeah. get it. Yeah, I used to pass out. Yeah, yeah. on campus, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But when we really think about what we are doing, mm-hmm. is the communication that our body's trying to tell us is mm-hmm. something's wrong.
0: Yeah. Or something's something's not right, pay attention, go figure it out, you know.
1: And a lot of people, it's not always black and white. It's not always the same for every woman. If you can find a provider that really listens to you and Mm -hmm. can advocate and sees you advocating for yourself and what data you have from Mm -hmm. tracking, it's Mm -hmm. so, so amazing. Because a lot of doctors be like, you're young, you're healthy, you're going to be fine. about it, just Just, walk it off. (laughs) Oh, yeah, or like I love it when I hear people like with infertility. Just just keep trying. If you stop stressing
0: about it, it'll happen. Oh, yeah. It's I've like, heard that all my life. Yeah. You're like, okay, great. Thanks.
1: Thanks. Thanks for that. Really, really helpful. <laughs> so that's a myth. Yeah. You can't just uh, stop thinking stop about it. Stop stressing about it. Yeah. It doesn't work. No. However, one thing I have that is an impact to ovulation. Cortisol levels do impact ovulation. Mm-hmm. However, you stressing about having a baby is probably not going to produce enough cortisol to prevent you from ovulating. Like, right. Like, right. yes. That can be a stressful thing in someone's life. Mm-hmm. However, you need very high levels of cortisol to yeah. throw things off. And it might be like a death in the family, yeah. stressful school. A like pandemic. That. Yeah, like <laughs> things that are stressful that's like causing your whole day to be distressed right. and you to feel this state of anxiety. Yeah, Not just like.
0: It's a combination. It's a combination. It, it is. It's not just
1: one thing. Okay, our last question. Oh, uh, this was so and, fun. And you're doing really good. Thank you. You've gotten two wrong. And the Ah, rest, right? See, I've been paying attention. There you go. Women can get pregnant after 35. Can get pregnant.
0: Yes. True. My grandma got pregnant at 42. Whoa. Myrtle myrtles when I call her. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) That is an incredibly common myth of Mm -hmm. you can't get pregnant after you're 35. Women's peak reproductive years do begin in their late teens and early 20s. We see a lot of teen pregnancies. Not a lot, but it's pretty common if teen are having sex, they can get pregnant. Yes. It's when our fertility is quite high. We are very fertile and it starts to taper out into when we reach our 30s. However, many, many women have healthy pregnancies late in life. And according to the CDC, one in six couples in which women is 35 and older have fertility problems. So Mm -hmm. one in six. So that means plenty of women above 35 are doing just fine. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes the numbers of eggs you have left, maybe your ovulation can be impacted when you get a little bit older, Mm -hmm. but that does not mean you cannot get pregnant. A lot of women, I mean, my friend, her mom got pregnant when she was 45 and the Seattle Times. It was back in the 1997. Yeah. And her mom was featured in the Seattle Times. Funny. Because they were like, This woman's 45 and she's pregnant, you know. <laughs> so yes, you were right. So you got 11 out of 13. Whoop whoop! Correct. Let's hear it. Yay, yay, yay! I I knew you were gonna be good at this. Thank you. I yes. was a little nervous,
0: but you know this was I just fun. Stuck to my gut. There you go. About fertility. I know. So. I hope you guys enjoyed us debunking these reproductive health myths. If you have any questions about any of these questions or follow-up, please feel free to give Lauren a call. She is a wealth of knowledge. love to meet with you. Yes. And we talked about FEM quite a bit in this podcast. And it's just such a wonderful, wonderful resource that we've been so honored to provide to the community as a whole. And it just gives you more information, more education, more information, empowerment about your body mm-hmm. to go through this course with Lauren. Yeah. And and like you said, who doesn't want to know more it's so about, fun. about your
1: body? It's, it's so fun. Yeah. It really is. I mean, yeah, you can use it to achieve pregnancy, to avoid pregnancy, or just for your general your health. health. General health, yeah. And I think so many, my mom said, oh my gosh, on a podcast here once, I took you, because I also teach teen fem to, yeah. to teenagers, I took you to the clinic counter when you were 13 to get your makeup for middle school i wish i would have taken you to something like this so you actually knew what was going on in your body yeah because if we can identify at an early age when we first start ovulating and having our period yeah what is going on
0: yeah
1: then when something does you know hormonal shifts happen we Mm -hmm. can develop different you know pcos endometriosis when we're in our 20s yeah we can identify that because you're saying okay it was like this, and now yeah. it's like that, and something's wrong, and I have a pattern forming, right. And I need to go and get this checked out. right. And I think a lot of women can prevent, not prevent, but they can be ahead of before you even start trying to conceive. yeah, being able to know, okay, this is where my hormonal health mm-hmm. lies, and this is the information I have, and yeah. I'm going to go in with this knowledge. And I think yeah. that's really cool.
0: Well, I think it also helps, like if you get into a relationship, yeah, and a commitment with someone. Wouldn't it be nice to have like, hey, I just want to be upfront and honest with you about yeah. this is my this is my fertility, right? Do you want to like <laughs> go on this journey with right. me? No, you totally. know,
1: and we don't always know. You know, sometimes like you, Helen, like you were ovulating, yeah, I had per no normal, idea. and you just had painful periods. But just because we're bleeding. Mm-hmm and we're ovulating doesn't mean infertility doesn't affect women because some people have infertility that where they can't get their body to ovulate that is Mm -hmm. a big thing insulin resistant pcos can do Mm -hmm. this some people ovulate just fine Mm -hmm. but the painful periods can indicate endometriosis or any other hormonal issues Mm -hmm. so infertility is not a one-size-fits-all just like you know we said if men can ejaculate that means they can get women pregnant because they have sperm false Mm -hmm. just because women are bleeding every month doesn't mean that they don't have infertility either. So we really have to look at the whole picture, working with a medical provider. FEM has a branch called medical management. So what FEM stands for? Fertility education and medical management. It's an acronym. Mm -hmm. And the medical management side is so amazing. They are really knowledgeable providers that can manage your fertility for you. It's all telehealth. So Mm -hmm. you can access these providers all over and they're great. And they will actually look at what's going on and not say,
0: hey, birth control
1: yeah Let's prevent that. Here's Uh, a
0: band-aid solution. Yes,
1: they're going to get to the root cause and they have nutritionists you can work with, RNs that are focused on more of the holistic standpoint, then they can use medicine. It's an amazing kind of balance, I would Mm -hmm. say, resource on looking at your lifestyle, what modern medicine can do and Mm -hmm. how we can kind of come together to reach your fertility goals. So really great plug for that. I've had people, had great experiences with them. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's super easy to get connected with us and learn more about it. It's such a benefit to anyone like young women that started their period because then it's like such a great tool for them as a young child as a young girl yeah and it's here for you and it's it's very affordable the first session with lauren is free i can do it
1: over zoom i can do it in person yeah
0: and usually i can get you in the same week because i prioritize my femme patients right i'm like yep Let's yeah. get you in. Yeah. Well, you heard it from us. Thank you so much for hanging in there as we debunk these fertility and reproductive health myths. Tune in again next Wednesday. We'll have another great topic to talk about. I don't know what it is right now, but I know <laughs> I know it's good. So thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide, book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.